My name is Allison, and it was the year 2023 before I watched my first full episode of Seinfeld. My name is Dave. I've seen every episode of Seinfeld multiple times, and I've based my entire personality around the show. My name is Josh, and I always thought that Seinfeld would be the key to my popularity, which is why I used to commonly wear a shirt with George shirtless on it. So welcome to What's the Deal with Seinfeld. I do look great. You guys are right. Yeah, like it's 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 ridiculous how well you're dressed right now. It makes no sense. I wore this to work. I didn't dress up, but I also changed into sweats and I thought about taking off this button down. And then I thought, well, I might pull video clips of this and maybe some of you guys without your consent. So I better leave something on. Yeah. It's great that you thought that without telling us though. I thought to myself, I hope I hope Josh doesn't look like an old sickly woman. <laughs> and then here we are. This is my dad's sweatshirt. <laughs> What is go- what? I mean, are you ill? What is happening? Oh, I'm tired. It's been a long, been a long week. Okay, you look, you yeah. look, you look run down. I feel, I feel quite run down. Yeah, I'm gonna still, still give my all tonight. Allison, you look the same. I would have done my hair had I known you might take a clip. But um, yeah, no, I, I feel like I'm feeling the stress of the holidays like I've never felt before. Like I have a lot of stuff I gotta make, gifts I gotta wrap, and like just a lot. Of things I have to do. What are you making? Tell us what, you're, what you mean. Food or um, gifts? Yeah, I'm not making gifts. Um, although I have a lot of cards to write. Like you know, we give a lot of gifts to like the kids' school and stuff like that. So I'm writing like nice notes. I got your Christmas card in the mail. This is an awkward time <laughs> to bring it up because Allison most certainly did not send me one. Well, you guys are only acquaintances. We, that would we make started sense. collecting addresses of people who sent us Christmas cards, and that's our <laughs> Christmas card list. So. But if you want one, I'd love to add it to you. You can send me one for like Pi Day or something. I don't need a Christmas card. Yeah, I don't get the whole Christmas card. I mean, I guess it's it's tough because we all have Instagram. So like, I know what you guys all look like. Like, I don't need a I don't need a card. It just seems like a lot of extra work. So you've been busy. busy yeah. You've been busy getting How ready about for you Christmas. Guys? Yeah, me too. Me too. I I was this past weekend. I put Christmas lights on the on the house. Uh, like wow. a, oh, yeah, along the along how the long roof, did that take? The gutter, and uh, while I was up there, <laughs> it. I'm glad you asked. It took hours, uh, multiple days, and it was cold. And the whole time I was up there, I was just thinking, this is. I think this is why Jews are more successful. Like because we don't waste our time with this bullshit. You know, all these Christians are out there putting up lights. They spend hours chopping down trees. Chopping down trees. <laughs> you guys are up there putting up lights all the time, and we've never done this until I married a Gentile. I, I had never known what it was like—the annoyance of putting up lights. But it takes—it really does take a long time. And I thought, like Ashley was like, "Oh, well, the hooks are already on the gutter from last year." Every time I tried to put a light on the hook, it just snapped. I guess like from the cold of the past year, <laughs> they all just snapped right off. They were completely useless. I had to put new clips on. And I thought, like, well, this is this is why, you know, people wonder how we as a people got successful. We were studying. We were working. You guys are we you guys shul. are wasting time putting up lights. And uh, yeah, shul studying high finance. We're, we're just I, I can't believe. And who is it for? There's like a sweet if you put it up right after Thanksgiving, you're just like those are the same people as the inflatable people. It's like, what are you doing? But if you wait and put it up when I put it up, you're like, all right, well, I mean, this is a week before Christmas. They're going to be up there for two weeks and then i gotta go up there on a ladder and take them down who who is this is there for? a reason 
Is there a reason you can't leave them up all year and just not illuminate them the rest of the year? Great question. <laughs> you can't do it. No, that's what I, no, I'm serious. That's it's in the Bible. It says you got to go up on a ladder. Well, I'm sure they crazy. look really nice on your house, Dave. And I will say, I we get a real tree, which is kind of a pain, but I love it because it makes our house smell really nice. And like, we don't do like lights outside, but we do a lot of decoration. And like, I don't know, it's really nice when I like pull up to our house and I see them all, and like I see our Christmas tree in the window, especially when it's all lit up. So I think it makes yeah. you it makes you warm inside. It's very festive. Like, everyone on our street has lights. It's so nice. Like, I don't know, driving down the street. <laughs> you're telling people you're not a Jew. You're announcing to the world. I know. I know. You're I right. That, That's, I, I just am so, right. I'm so, I'm anyway, so angry about it. Do you want to? Anyway, Josh, do you have any anything new on your end? Do you put up Christmas lights, more inflatables? What's no. going on with you? We took down the inflatable. We put the inflatable away for the season. Great. Um, we have our Christmas tree, but it's just one of those fake ones that we keep in our laundry room all year and then put back up for the Thanksgiving to Christmas push. I still can't believe you have an inflatable. Sorry, I, oh. I came in really hot with the Christmas light thing. I just, I was really angry. All right. Well, <laughs> now that we're done talking about how everyone's getting ready for the holidays, why don't we get in to season two, episode three, <laughs> The Jacket of Seinfeld? <laughs> Why doesn't someone say the title oh, okay. of the Sorry. podcast that we're doing before we do anything else? Can we? Allison was so uncomfortable during that whole conversation. You don't like it's the religious aspect. <laughs> no, of I it. love talking you about my religious beliefs and all those things. It's great. <clears throat> I'm sorry that I think that Jews Just don't waste time like Christians. Generalizations about people that's really going to bring in the audience, Dave. Welcome. <laughs> To what's the deal with Seinfeld? If you're still with us, we really appreciate you hanging in there. Um, we're continuing on our. <laughs> I'll be cutting that Why second part. Are... If you're still with us, can you instill a little bit of confidence in this podcast? My God, it's... they oh, they're definitely hearing this because they need to know that you have so little confidence in your own podcast. <laughs> the host, by the way. Um... Go on. All right, well, welcome to What's the Deal with Seinfeld, where I'll be watching Seinfeld for the first time and discussing it with two Seinfeld superfans who will continue to argue that it's the greatest show ever, even if I just draw the slightest bit of doubt into that. But we're on season two, episode three, The Jacket. And why don't we get into this episode a little bit? I have a fun fact to start. The Jacket aired on February 6th. 1991 and a big plot point in this episode is that george has a song from les mis stuck in his head um that he can't stop singing and so i was curious what were the big broadway musicals in 1991 so what do you think was the number one musical in 1991 the king and i uh 1991 my fair lady cats was fourth cats Ooh, cats is a good guess. and les mis was third i should i should have prefaced i was Get, surprised neither of you guessed that but um miss saigon was number two give us the first initial of number one what if i give you a <laughs> visual hint that no one can see was it yeah oh a phantom of the opera interesting <laughs> yes. I, I thought it was allison the musical <laughs> yes um but yeah <laughs> Guys, Phantom of the Opera, what a show. Never seen it. Oh my god, gosh, you would not you wouldn't love it. <laughs> I don't think I would. I don't think you would either. Now that I've I've learned a lot about you in this podcast, you don't like to go to zoos. I despite writing a musical, it doesn't seem like you 
are into that. Man, you you wouldn't go to want to go to Colonial Williamsburg, and you wouldn't like the Phantom of the Opera. I adore musicals. I don't feel the need to see Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, I hear that. That is a fun fact. So let's get into our yada yada pada. The Netflix summary for this episode: Jerry buys an expensive suede jacket with an odd lining. Jerry and George get stuck alone with Elaine's intimidating father. All right, let's get into it. So I did want to talk a little bit about the stand-up at the beginning of the show because it's about fashion, essentially, and how much Jerry hates fashion and wishes that he didn't have to pick out outfits and that we could all have an Earth outfit. Eventually, fashion won't even exist. It won't. I think eventually we'll all be wearing the same thing. Because anytime I see a movie or a TV show where there's people from the future or another planet, they're all wearing the same thing. <laughs> Somehow they decided this is going to be our outfit. One piece silver jumpsuit, V-stripe, and boots. That's it. <laughs> we should come up with an outfit for Earth, an Earth outfit. We should vote on it. Candidates propose different outfits. No speeches. They walk out, twirl, walk off. I thought the stand-up was hilarious. And also, I think this is a brilliant idea. I mean, it's very funny stand-up, but it's like, I I also kind of hate picking out outfits. I could tell <laughs> by your, <laughs> My your generic outfit that you have on right now. I, I totally agree. I think it would be a useful thing for all of us to not have to make any creative choices anymore. I, I get no, there's no self-expression coming out of me to pick out my own outfit. Clearly Josh feels the same. <laughs> we had spirit week this week at school. So I had to be extra creative with some of my outfits. We had a, a, a denim day. Yeah. So I got to wear the best jacket. We, we have denim jackets, but I was extra creative and I wore jeans and then jean shorts over the jeans mm. to really drape myself in denim. I can't believe Sounds. that they allow you in a school setting. I'm, I honestly, I'm shocked by it. I mean, just the 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 things that you've described in terms of button up shirts that aren't all the way buttoned, and you have children calling you out to button up more, and then you have jean shorts over jean pants. I don't know what's going on in this elementary school. And what are you wearing now? Are those camo pants rolled up to your knees? What is that? No, these these are pajama <laughs> pants. I'm 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 in my, like getting ready to go to sleep mode. <laughs> the episode starts out with Elaine and Jerry at a store. What was that store? Were they in a department store? It didn't look like a store I'd ever seen. It was a high-end clothing store for Interesting. men. Like a Saks? Is that for men? Yeah. Saks could be for men. We have Saks. <laughs> we just don't talk about <laughs> when it. When you said... <laughs> I just wanted to watch Allison squirm for a I second. Mean, it's just funny because <laughs> the way you said it. But the episode's like, I've probably heard that department store name a million times but the way you said it just really emphasized what it's actually called every time you're in a sax you're never gonna <laughs> think anything else i think about baseball when i'm at sax <laughs> all right well anyway uh, all right so they're in it they're in a they're yeah, in a nice high-end store funny because jerry does a little bit about like you know see if they have something in the back and he's talking about like how nothing good is ever in the back and that was funny to me just because like now essentially the back is like online shopping like you don't have to go to a store in fact if you go to a store most likely they're not going to have like the size or something that you want because like I remember going to a store a few years ago and like trying on something and I liked it and I was like oh do you have this in another color they're like 
no, but we can order it for you. So like, I ended up going to a store and having it ordered online and sent to me because they didn't have it. Yeah, that's I went to the same thing happened to me. I went to a Bonobos uh, to buy jeans and I tried on what I wanted and then I went to buy it and they said, oh, no, we don't have like inventory here. I was like, what? Is, I don't what is this? I have no idea what this is. It was crazy. So then, uh, yeah, they can they're like, well, you can order it online with this <laughs> iPad. And so I just I had to I could order it with this other person's tablet in the store or I could just go home and order it. It's really just a front to steal your credit card information. It seemed like it. All right. So <laughs> this jacket, let's let's dive in about this jacket. This is soft suede. This may be the most perfect jacket I have ever put on. One, I think that jacket has held up. Like, I thought it looked cool. Like, it's a nice jacket. I could see even now, 30 years later, like, that's a pretty sweet jacket. Do you agree? Yeah. Beautiful brown suede jacket. I think it stands the test of time. What do you think, Josh? I have no fashion sense, but I trust the reactions of everybody else on the show when they saw Jerry in the jacket. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, we're, 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 we're turning to a colorblind, colorblind man that has no fashion sense. So thank you for your honesty, Jay. Yeah, no, it was, it was a cool looking jacket. They see the price. I mean, Elaine is like, oh, oh, no. Like, you can't possibly buy this. And... Jerry then also notices the weird lining, which is like this hot pink, it looks like a candy cane, like striped lining. But she's like, oh, you can change that. So now not only is he paying for this very expensive jacket, but it also needs to be altered. You know, it is yeah. weird that he bought it despite that. I that I guess it's because I think it's because someone was with him. Like if he was there alone and looked at it, I think he could have talked himself out of it pretty quickly. I think I like I think the weird lining's fun. Like it's like whimsical and I think that like not to keep bringing up Anobos, but those pants, the lining like inside the pockets is a little silly. And I think sometimes, you know, if someone gets a sneak peek of the inside of my pocket, it sort of shows my my fun side, you know? It's like they're all business it, in the front, but there's a you go inside the pocket, there's some silliness waiting to burst out. The, the inside of a pocket is so different than the inside of a jacket. I'm arms are draped over and over again in a night. How, How about, often are you seeing I'll, my pocket liner? You put your hand inside my pocket and I'll put my hand inside the inside of your jacket and we'll see if there's any difference. Because I don't, I don't think there's... How do you see with... You don't see with your hands. <laughs> Either, just go with the experiment, Josh. I don't know why you have to naysay me. <laughs> All right, fine. We'll both put our hands in our pockets and see what happens. All right, so my question for you guys, has this ever happened to you? Have you ever bought something, even though it was exorbitantly expensive? What was it? Why'd you buy it? How long did you deliberate? I felt like he really took no time to just go and make that purchase. So either Jerry has a lot of money or he's very impulsive. I was thinking about this today. I don't think there's any clothing I've ever bought. I think the most expensive thing I ever bought was the suit I bought for Dave's wedding. In looking at this question that you had posed, I thought about in seventh grade, I spent a decent amount of money on a J. Crew terry cloth polo shirt with a collar and I thought it was the coolest shirt. I thought it was just, I wore it like twice a week. It was Navy blue. And then the collar had like a little bit of white. Um, and I just, I thought it was super cool. And I thought that like, I guess I thought that girls would look at it and be like, this is, I like that this is soft. And I, I don't know. I thought girls would be into it. Like the idea that I'm wearing a shirt that's the same feel as an old man's bathrobe. I guess I thought that that would be like a, a turn on. It was not, uh, and it, you know how like now we look for clothes that like wick away sweat. 
this was the opposite of absorb. You know, Terry Cloth is absorbs. So I was sitting in seventh grade, going through puberty, just like sweating, and you could see everything, and it was just, it just it just held all that liquid. I do remember that shirt though. Yeah. So so that helps. It's it's left an impression. <laughs> Every time Josh went to the bathroom, he would wipe his hands on it. <laughs> it was a ridiculous like the idea of making a shirt out of Terry Cloth for young teens is such a ridiculous concept. Uh, but yeah, that was a lot of money, I guess. And in thinking about this now, Allison, and maybe you guys feel the same, I won't spend more than I'd say, I'd say like $30 for an article of clothing is my limit. I just like anything that I get is going to get ruined. It's, I feel like kids have Cheeto fingers, even if they haven't had Cheetos, like they just seem to always have like a dusting of something on their fingers. I don't know. And they wipe their nose on my shirt. It's disgusting. I was going to say, I have so much snot on my clothes. I also have this problem, too, because Jerry in the store, you know, he tries it on. Even in his apartment, he's, like, looking in the full-length mirror. He looks really good. I feel like I put on shirts, and I, like, feel I like the way I look in them. And after one wash, that's it. I can't wear it anymore. They shrink to a point where they're just, like, a little bit – they're a little bit too tight. And does that happen with you guys? What is your wash cycle like? It's intense. It's really intense. <laughs> no, I don't know. It's a normal Sounds wash. Like it's it. a normal wash cycle. Can you do like a like permanent press or a lower drying setting? Or permanent? I don't even know what you're saying right now. I, it's an <laughs> option on the dryer is all I know. But I also don't have my clothes shrink after a wear. So Jerry spends Jerry spends way too much on this. Yes. Okay. So this is the other thing we should get into. George um, comes in. And like, I'm not going to ask. I'm not going to ask. But then, of course, he starts asking in his own way. I'm not even going to ask you. I want to know, but I'm not going to ask. You'll tell me when you feel comfortable. So what was it, 400? <laughs> 500? Did you pay 500 for this? Over six? Can't be seven. <laughs> don't, don't tell me you paid $700 for this jacket. Did you pay $700 for this jacket? Is that what you're saying to me? You are sick. Is that what you paid for this jacket? Over 700? What did you pay for this jacket? I won't say anything. I want to know what you paid for this jacket. Oh my God. $1,000? You paid $1,000 for this jacket. All right, I'm walking out of here right now thinking you paid $1,000 for this jacket unless you tell me different. <laughs> so, honestly, like, how much do you think this jacket costs? 900 I was going to say 800 and I'm going to stick with 800 Yeah. Interesting. I think it's, okay. I mean, jackets are expensive anyway, and like a nice suede jacket like that. And he said it was over, what, four or 500 So I feel like it's in that like 600 to 1000 range. But that George, those George lines are, that really tickled me. I, I laughed out loud a couple times in this episode. Like I thought this was so far out of the episodes we've seen, this was the funniest, just in like laugh out loud moments. But we can talk about that later. Yeah, but that that George like escalating. Oh, it's great. Yeah, the whole exchange was. Inc- yeah, I think that that's one that you could tell definitely happened between Jerry and Larry in real life because it just felt so. It felt so lived that whole exchange. Yeah, I don't know. It's exciting when a friend like wears something new. I'd even like, I I put on these, uh, Bomba socks that I just got, and I walked into my son's room, and the first thing he said is new socks. I was like, they are the same, like, black-looking socks that I've always had. So it is it is amazing that, like, you put on a new outfit, people notice. You also are just raising a Bombas family right now. No, no, I – believe me, this was a gift. I refused to spend $13 for a pair of socks. 
I have made that known, but my sister was very nice and got me these as a Hanukkah gift. That is very kind. Yes. I will say that it's very funny that you bring up like how your kids notice what you wear because like usually I am wearing like a gray sweatshirt or like something pretty nondescript, but like my daughter, especially like she loves color and especially pink. And like, I, it really made me realize that I have like so little clothes that have color on them. Cause she would like go through my drawer and be like, where's, where's like pink. And so I did buy myself a pink sweatshirt, like, to match one I got her and she loves when I wear it and like I can't I honestly I can't imagine you wearing I always envisioned that your closet was like the beginning of Pepper Ann except instead (laughs) of those same outfits it's just a bunch of sad gray sweatshirts (laughs) and I say that lovingly (laughs) (laughs) but I I do think like you guys ever like once in a while in the store I'll get like a pink shirt I'm like I'm gonna start being like a pink guy and then I just I like I just can't I don't have the confidence I have a pink shirt yeah you can't even see color i'm sure you have lots of random colored shirts that you don't even know what you're putting on your body i even have pink pants <laughs> yeah but you have too much confidence that's the you well, have a whole my daughter outfit. would love my daughter would love your outfits josh she I think, maybe not this one but in general i agree <laughs> yeah you're describing a freak show <laughs> pink pants pink shirt he's got unbuttoned he's walking around in elementary school jean shorts on top of jean pants i don't know what's going on over there Well, let's just put a pin in that for now. Can we start talking about Elaine's dad? Let's do it. Because we learn that Elaine is having dinner with her father, who is a famous author. Fair game. Fair game. But I, I did. I got the vibe that he's like he's like based off like a Hemingway character, like maybe not that distinguished, but like pretty big deal in the literary world. So this is, these are things I wrote down about Elaine's dad from observations upon him first meeting Jerry and George. So George orders a drink without ice. And that is just very insulting to him. He likes ice and he doesn't understand why someone wouldn't have it. He doesn't like weathermen. He believes you just look outside and that's how you know the weather. Uh, He doesn't like his own book. When George tries to compliment him. But he likes spice and Pakistani food. Yeah. I don't know. A lot to unpack. This is a very strange character. And I wasn't sure if we were supposed to like him, but I didn't. Oh, I I, don't th- I think he was supposed to be very hard to relate to. Okay. <laughs> well, he was like, I think the idea is that he's a very serious man. And they're in the lobby of this hotel. And like Jerry and George are essentially children. Like they order children's drinks and like they i don't know it's just they kept highlighting the fact that they're like act like little kids and it's i I really enjoyed the dynamic of them being terrified of this like other adult yeah there's even that part where they're walking back from the bathroom and george shoves jerry out of the way so he can get to the farther (laughs) end of the couch that's just like they're just little kids in this part yeah but he's not a good person like i don't know he's just like rude to them he's not very nice i don't know I, I, I think he's more short than me. He's Kurt. He's like, I don't Kurt. think he's a bad person. He's very Kurt. Yeah. He's like a recluse. He's, I don't know. He's like, you know, he's in town yeah. staying at this hotel for a day. I'd like to talk just a little bit more about George trying to like compliment his dad because that was such great, <laughs> bad attempt. At, just such a bad attempt. Yeah, at like he's, but he was trying to give him a compliment and he like immediately, you know, it's like he can't even take a compliment out of his own work, which I get. That's like an author thing. It was painful. But I've definitely been to dinners with people's parents before when you're like the friend. And it is, a, if it's the 
wrong parent, it can be really awkward. Yeah. Have, have you guys, I guess, have you guys been to dinner with an intimidating father before? Could be a father-in-law. It could just be a friend's father. Have you have you been out with an intimidating father? Because I thought about this, and I'd say that out of the three of us, and I get my dad now is a pod listener, so he'll he'll hear this. But I would say Allison's dad is the most intimidating. And I mean, Josh's dad and my dad are really the least intimidating men that we know. I mean, I I can't besides us. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, and I don't. Your your dad's just like a little bit quieter, Allison. So I feel like he's he has yeah, more mystery see. to him. Yeah, he's bigger guy and he's like quiet but i mean i don't think my dad's intimidating i could see why he might be perceived that way but he's yeah. just a, a softy i mean they're all softies i guess i i i just feel like i do better with moms like if i was out to a dinner with a friend's parents i think i would hit it off with the mom i just feel like i don't have that much to i would struggle in the same way that jerry and george did with the dad i feel like i just wouldn't know what to say Anyone would, would struggle sports. with him. Yeah, he was terrible. Sports. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was particularly, he was particularly curt. But I do think that, I just think like without a mother there, I think that's who usually would carry a conversation in these circumstances, right? Like all of our moms would be the, well, maybe not. Josh, your dad would probably be the carrier of the conversation, but. My dad would be the mom. <laughs> your dad would be the mom. But Allison's mom and my mom would like be carrying the conversation. That's what moms are for. I mean, well, I, <laughs> I would disagree. That's what all moms are for. Damien makes such nope, sweeping that's generalizations. What, that's what mothers but I, are for. I would say my dad has learned to be more quiet because my mom does talk a lot more than him and just has not, like, made it so he doesn't have to talk as much, for sure, over the years. Yeah. They were just of such different generations. They, they You could tell that they had nothing, nothing to talk about. I, yeah, I, I just loved when... <laughs> He's like, who's the funny guy? I, I'm just a regular person. No, no, he's just being modest. <laughs> we had a funny guy with us in Korea. Tail gunner. They blew his brains out all over the Pacific. <laughs> There's nothing funny about that. I was watching it and that like really made me laugh harder than any other line in the whole episode. I don't know, that one really terrible. got to me. It was terrible. <laughs> It, it was that moment that I realized what I'm doing wrong in the guessing the best laugh segment because I thought that was the funniest part of the episode. And then I remembered that Allison would have hated that. Part. Yeah. So Josh mm-hmm. and I have a similar sensibility of just like, I don't like that's such a funny, I, <laughs> funny thing to say. Yeah. Oh, I know comedians. I mean, it's terrible. It's <laughs> terrible. I get that it was funny. It was just terrible. Like it was something I was like laughing at despite being like, oh my God, I'm so uncomfortable. So I was very like, uncomfortable for them. But the thing that made me really angry at him besides yelling at George to quit it chorus boy or whatever he says to him. Pipe down, Pipe down chorus boy. But he like it's snowing when they finally are getting ready to leave to the restaurant and they're gonna walk because it's only five blocks and which is fair, but Jerry tries to turn the jacket inside out to save it because it's a suede jacket. It's a brand new jacket. And he says, I'm not walking with you to the restaurant when you're looking like that. Because, of course, when he turns it inside out, his, like, pink candy cane stripe uh, lining is on the outside. And so Jerry doesn't do it. He lets the jacket get ruined. His $1,000 jacket to please yeah. this man. I know. that That is weird. Considering he, like, probably wasn't going to see Elaine's dad again. This isn't, like, his 
father-in-law or anything. So there was really no stakes on the line here. I feel like he, he probably should have just kept it inside out and not ruined it. But I guess maybe he didn't know it would actually get like this. I guess the suede actually get destroyed in rain or snow. Well, so that was my other problem with this episode is that like he could have saved the jacket. Like I'm, I understand this was before like YouTube and Google search where like I could just type that in, like how to get a water stain out of suede. It would definitely have done the damage that they show later in the episode when you see it and it's all got the watermarks on it. But like it's resilient. If it's well made, like he probably could have taken like, I was doing research on this, like how you clean suede. Cause like they make suede shoes. Like you, you can't not like expect that it's never going to get wet. So like, I think he probably could have taken it to been cleaned or like to a specialist or like, you know, if it, if he put that much money into it, you know, save it. It's not ruined. But why spend, why make a product that goes to the outdoors and isn't waterproof? Like, I don't understand these pro. I feel like I had a rain jacket and my mom was like, is that a waterproof rain jacket? It's like, isn't every rain jacket waterproof? I don't even know. Why would they make a rain jacket that's not waterproof? I don't understand. Everything should be waterproof. If you're going outside <laughs> in the elements, it should be waterproof. I Yes, I agree. But going back to thinking that <laughs> Elaine's dad is the the villain for that, I, I think he's the fourth worst person in that group before. Or the fourth, like, least responsible. Why Why is George not lending his friend Jerry his jacket, knowing how expensive that jacket was? George has that huge trench coat he puts on. I would give David a trench coat in that situation to walk five blocks. Elaine knows how much Jerry spent on that jacket. Doesn't say we should get into a cab. It's raining. Jerry doesn't just take off the jacket and fold it under his arm to walk five blocks. Dad, who's never met them, is not the one who's responsible for Jerry's jacket being wow. messed up. Josh, Josh is, you know, really, really showing the, the value of friendship here. I guess I agree. I think the first thing would be to just ask the people at the hotel in the lobby for an umbrella which is something that hotels do and they that seemed like a really easy solution they were i don't they were being served alcohol like there's people working in this lobby it seemed like just ask for a poncho or an umbrella uh i guess then it wouldn't it wouldn't be the same episode but well you're yeah. right josh i guess i guess a friend could have stepped up and and offered him another jacket any sort of relief yeah. multiple meets of relief okay you've convinced me but jerry needs to not take yet seven. allison well, now I just think Jerry's very responsible with money. If he spends so much on something and he loves it that much, then he should have been more responsible with it. I think he was just so afraid of conflict, <laughs> which is someone else who's conflict diverse. I, I understand. But that was also like a conflict for nothing. Like what was going to happen if he walked down the street like that? Like what was going to happen? Know. I wouldn't want to know. He was going to be horrified. Someone was going to be like that picture. guy in Korea. I like the jacket. I like the lining. He looked like he was in a barbershop quartet or something. It was cool. And then, of course, Kramer takes the jacket and then says, it's a shame you already gave me the other one. It's another episode, though, where Kramer's stuff has nothing to do really, like slightly more than most uh, the most recent ones to do with the main plot. Yeah, they haven't yeah. figured out how to work him in yet. I feel like, again, they're finding weird stuff every episode. They're like, all right, let's. right, he's going to... He's gonna. He has to transport doves for a friend. Like this yeah. is. They're like coming up with these little plot lines that can just. It, it, they'll intertwine later on a lot more, but right now yeah. I feel like he just has like one weird task an episode. I didn't think they had enough Elaine in this episode either because she really is pulled out of the main action. She like comes in later, but she's like her absence is really what leads mm, to. Love you it. felt it. See, I I just enjoyed watching Jerry and George squirm without her in the lobby. So. 
I think that was enjoyable. But we can talk a little more about George's whole song stuck in his head thing. So when he first, when George is singing the song over and over again, he says it can drive you crazy. Master of the house, doling out the charm. Ready with a handshake and an open palm. Tells us all she can. Loves to make a stir. What is that song? Everyone appreciates it. Oh, it's from Les Miserables. I went to see it last week. I can't get it out of my head. But yeah, but back then... They also didn't have, like, if I have something in my ear that I want to get out, I could just go to my phone and pick one of a million songs or watch TV and hear something. Back then, they didn't really have, like, sounds on demand if something was stuck in your head. Oh, man. I remember in the summer of, I don't know what year, but you guys could tell me. (laughs) Not the summer of 69. It it was a summer (laughs) where the whole summer, all they were playing was I Get Knocked Down by Chumba Wamba. But I... I really enjoyed the song, and I had no idea. Isn't the song called Tub Thumping? You're right, Tub Number. I had no idea what the song was called and who sang it, and it was just played everywhere. And again, it was in a time period where, like, everyone, every time it was played at, like, you know, a mini golf course or a blockbuster video, I would be like, could someone just tell me what the name of this song is? And no one ever knew. And it took, like, months to figure out what the, who the band was. And then I finally got my, my finally got my Chumbawamba ZD. <laughs> But that's yeah. But you're right, Josh. Like you couldn't look stuff up. So it, I went. I went at least two months just wishing I knew who sang. You know, I get knocked down, but I get up well, again. It's funny because this episode did make me think when he's singing the song from Les Mis that like basically every song that's gotten stuck in my head like that, where I just like I'm like blurting it out really like without thinking has been written by Lin-Manuel Miranda recently. Like, I feel like it was, like, first the entire soundtrack to Hamilton, and then it's, like, Moana and Encanto, which are, like, always playing in my house. Um, The songs. Like, my kids just love, love the music of Encanto. And then I love it, too. It's great music. Josh, is there a song that's stuck in your head? Well, right now I have Tub Thumper stuck in my head, but... (laughs) I've had the songs from the musical Six stuck in my head for a few months, ever since I've seen it in London. And there's only about six songs, so they kind of just run in order. I think I've had, like, the same song in my head for the last 25 years. And it's not that it's, like, stuck in my head, but when there's, like, a pause, I always sing Tina Turner's What's Love Got to Do With It. Like, what's love got to do, got to do with it? What's love but a second-hand emotion? I, I swear to God... Anytime there's like, I'm by myself or there's a pause, it's just always in my head. It's like right there on the tip of my tongue. And I wouldn't say I'm like a huge Tina Turner fan. I just like, I don't know what it is about that song. I love that song. Now that's going to be in my head just because you sang that little part. I do think out of all the Les Mis songs, I'm surprised Master of the House would be stuck. I don't know if you guys are uh, Les Misians like like myself. I love On My Own. Oh, my God. I still remember a beautiful rendition of On My Own at Mr. and Miss Tata sung by Allison's sister. Like, do you guys – All My Own's a good one. I feel like uh, – do you hear hear the people sing? That would – I think that would mm. be stuck in my head the most. Don't you think so? I feel like there's a little more to that than Master of the House. But maybe it's that know. hook of Master of the House that just keeps going and going and going. <laughs> yeah, but like, do you hear the people sing? I mean, that's a great – that's just, like, catchy. There's a lot of great songs in that. It's, you're making me want to watch uh, a oh, musical. I mean, the music's great. I couldn't I couldn't sit through. I don't understand anything. I, I never got the French Revolution. I just like don't get it. No. Did you watch History of no. the World? They explain it in great detail. I, 
<laughs> Don't be saucy with me, Bernays. I, 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 that's the only part that I understood of the French Revolution. Yeah, I don't know. I just the whole thing went pat, over my head. I guess. Um, All right. Well, yeah. it's the episode ends with we see Elaine's curmudgeonly. Is that a word? Father. Curmudgeonly. See, curmudgeonly. Yeah. Singing uh, "Master of the House" in his car. Um, I did enjoy Which that. There was, that was a nice very, like little button for the episode. It was a nice, yeah, nice little tag on the episode. Let's move on to that's gold, Jerry Gold. I did have a couple points that did make me laugh, but this line got me really good. So I'm curious if you guys can guess it. It seems like it was too easy, but was it when George was yelling at Jerry about the money, like calling him a sicko and all of that? No, but that was funny. That did make me laugh a little bit, but not my favorite. My not my biggest laugh for sure. Okay. Can David get two in a row? So I like when George first sees uh, Jerry wearing the jacket and he's like, Can I say one thing to you? And I say this with an unblemished record of staunch heterosexuality. Absolutely. (laughs) It's fabulous. I thought that, I thought you'd think that was funny. I actually thought that was super offensive and wrote that down as like a cringy line. (laughs) I can't believe we're friends. We don't connect. I I knew, I knew Allison was going to feel that way because the original one I was, the other one I really liked was at the end when Elaine's like, "Yeah, he thought George was gay," and Jerry goes, "Oh, because of the singing." He goes, "No, he just thinks everyone's gay." (laughs) Yeah, that one got me too. Yeah, (laughs) it's tough because like you are so easily offended by comedy that it's hard to know what you're going to like. Easily offended. We just made like three jokes that are just genuinely funny that you think crossed the line all right what was so fun right. what was so funny to you and your little sense of humor Allison? <laughs> <laughs> oh you guys make this so fun for me um my favorite line was actually in the beginning when jerry's debating about the jacket and he goes you know i got the two voices one going what about the money and the other one goes what's money I hate these moments. I'm hearing the dual voices now, you know? What about the money? What's money? <laughs> that was so funny to me. I just, I don't even, I'm at a loss. I mean, you, you throw out these things that are, these are barely jokes. I don't, but that? again, that's just the way he said it. You just like the, you like his delivery of what? What's money? I like the delivery, but I also like, you know that that was like a cartoony thing when like you know they have like the angel and devil and I do feel like I have that same thing when I like am trying like I'm thinking about spending money on something like that I probably shouldn't it's like you got the one side of you it's like don't do it it's not responsible and the other side that's like do it do it did you did you not think that line was funny it, yeah it was funny but I don't it was like, fine I mean, yeah it was, oh my god but... all right well, I'm sorry you didn't like my favorite line, but that's what it was. So, and, and you know what? That's fine. You're entitled. You're wrong, but you're entitled to your opinion of what you think is the funniest. Maybe line I should just show? tell my favorite line from now on. You guys don't <laughs> guess it because this is just this has just been mean. And now we have the teacher report. <laughs> yes, let's hear what you guys thought of this episode because you clearly didn't agree with my assessment. Uh, I thought it was an A. I laughed out loud multiple times. I thought there were just a lot of great jokes in this episode. I love the dynamic of Jerry and George with Elaine's very over-serious father. 
Um, and uh, I don't know. I just, I mean, I guess Kramer was again a sort of a nothing. It would have been nice to have Elaine more, but I would watch Jerry and George squirm in that situation any day of the week. I loved it. Josh? I thought it was a great episode. So funny. Very easy to follow premise. I'm going to keep it at a B plus. I'm trying to save my A's and A minuses for when all four characters really connect because as Seinfeld gets more complex, I think that's when they really get their their mm. top grades. But B plus, great episode. Loved it. We're going to move on to our last segment, What's the Deal With? And this week I was going to talk about something that we actually kind of touched on earlier in this episode. And I thought it was fitting to go with the theme of this episode, which is, What's the deal with hand wash only clothing items? If something is hand wash only, like, what, first of all, why can't it go in the washer dryer? Like, what, if it's so damaging to clothing, like, why can't I put other things in there? So what's so special about this thing? <laughs> and then it's like, I recently was gifted something for my daughter that was hand wash only. And I was like, I I wash my kids clothing like every day. I can't have something that I'm going to hand wash. I'll be like regressing like a hundred years. Where are people hand washing things? Does everyone have a utility sink? I don't understand what's happening here. It does seem crazy to hand wash clothes in general. I don't, I would just throw it out. What are you going to go to a dry cleaners every week? Like like children's clothes at the dry cleaner. I don't know. I just like, uh, yeah, if something's hand wash only, that either means I'm never washing it or it's I'm not going to wear it or buy it. It is crazy that it's for kids clothes. Like there's kids clothes. You should be able to wash and dry it. I mean, I should say that the the gift was from my mom and I felt really bad because she (laughs) didn't realize it was hand wash only. And I just sent her like, yeah, and she said, yeah, I'll take it back. Well, why don't you just try washing it and see what happens? What's going to happen? What, is it going to disintegrate? If That's what I'm wondering. It's like, what would happen if you put a hand wash only item in the wash? Everything like, I don't want to be that Everything reckless. Everything drinks. <laughs> <laughs> Not this like, you're clearly destroying all your clothes. I don't know what cycle you're putting them on. There is a delicate setting. That can't do anything, right? Like, I could put... I don't. They're you not shrinking in the wash. Somewhere. It's the dryer that they shrink. Yeah, right. well, you the gotta get a dryer. I do have, I do have a, uh, some like sweaters that shouldn't go in the dryer, and I have like this rack that I just drape them on. And then I mean, how many gray sweatshirts can the rack fit, though? <laughs> These are my nice sweaters, my fancy sweaters. Well, I got, I got well I'm glad that. at least you agree with me about the hand wash clothing. Glad we can end with a success. Yeah, so that that wraps up that wraps up the jacket. Um, please. Tune in next time for the phone message, episode four of season two, while we continue on this journey watching Seinfeld. Yeah, guys, please don't be afraid to subscribe. All right. We uh, we love that you're along for the ride and uh, we're not doing this for us. We are we are doing this for you guys. All right. We don't we Allison doesn't even enjoy this each week. She's doing this against her will. So, you know, we need subscribers or else we're wondering what you know, what are we doing here? So. Please tune in and uh, we'd love to hear more feedback from you guys. Feel free to review. Feel free to write into the show. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next Thanks, week. everyone. Bye. See you next week. See you next week, everybody. So long. See you next week, everybody. Bye.